I've now pressed it. Curse, you know your thing says boys from the Bosque. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I'll use it as cheap advertising. Hold on. Um, Brought yeah. to you today by Boys from the Bosque. Okay, here we go. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start in a few moments. Just bear me a few more seconds and I'll do a bit of more prep. But for those of you who are here, thank you for joining us for another special edition of the Global Frequency. I know it says Boys from Bosque at the back, but that's just a reminder, I guess, that we do other podcasts and you should check those out as well. Um, but for the time being, just enjoy as uh, me and TC take you through all the news from the current affairs and we talk you through what's happening. So we're going to start in a few moments and um, we'll start taking you through it. I know some of you had long and difficult weeks, but hopefully my dulcet tones and uh, TC's um, supportive, calming voice will um, help you. <laughs> Run away! Run away! <laughs> right, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the uh, El Global Frequency. Um, you know, we, 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 we won't stop, we don't stop, we keep going, and hopefully you guys will be nicely entertained as, um, as, we, as we go forward. Now, um, it's it's like I said. It's it's always an interesting time in the UK, and it's a trying time. Um, but I I just the elections this were this week, and you know a lot of people had a lot to say about it, and a lot of people have have, have you know put their opinions out there already, and there's a lot going on. But there were some other stories, so we're going to go through some of those headlines quickly, and then we'll get onto our main stories. Now those main stories are. Um, basically, what's going to happen to the Labour Party now and the what's going up in Scotland. So if you want to text through your uh, opinions or, or questions you want to put to us or things you'd like us to discuss, um, just fire off about those. If there's any stories you've seen during a week and you'd like to share with us at the Global Frequency, then um, obviously feel free to. Um, and uh, I'll be more than happy to discuss those on the show tc yep. how are you yeah i'm here man i'm i'm i'm, I'm still here and mm. i'm feeling good yeah i mean yeah I voted voted on thursday mm. and obviously my vote counted for nothing again <laughs> Yay! so uh yeah we keep ticking working doing kids mm. are doing okay driving us mad but yeah great great how you doing I'm okay. It's been a long, long, long week for me, um, and uh, you know, I'm, 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 but I'm okay. I'm staying, I'm staying positive as much as I can, TC, because all this politics, man, it just goes to your head a bit. I really, it's, it, I, I think we live in the weirdest time we've ever had, but I'm okay. Um, now, in terms of the week, uh, it started off pretty weirdly. As you do, uh, Alan Carr's got a new show on Channel Four, I believe. Yep. Um, and it, oh, hello, <laughs> no, uh, Alan Carr. Uh, again, I, I, that's I, that's my Alan Carr impression, by the way. I'm not trying to be insulting. Um, it was fantastic, um, but thank you for the day job. And <laughs> no, so that true. was great. No, I loved so it. So um, it, it, <laughs> it, it. His new show came out on. Um, 
on, I think it was Channel 4, and it's received loads of complaints via Ofcom. And why do you think it's received those complaints, TC? Because he's really vulgar and rude. Why would you imagine? Oh, because he said something about the Queen. No, no, that's not it. Oh, I don't know, Curtis. It's got to do with black people, hasn't it? <laughs> got to do with black people. Um, well, yeah, in a really weird way. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know. Alan Carr, the new show, I, it, it's called The Epic Game Show. And it had complaints from people because they weren't happy because the show featured an all, all black panel. Oh. Now, now, I think there's a bit of a misunderstanding about diversity and, and, and cultural enrichment, as some people would call it, um, who are a bit more cynical. But there's a bit of a misunderstanding. This misunderstanding is this. We truly do live in an equal society when you can have a panel of black people and even a black host and nobody bats an eyelid. That's true equality. Yep. Okay. Um, it's not having the odd black person on there or one or two. It's, it's when you can have that and nobody bats an eyelid. But clearly, um, this hasn't reached. Fingers crossed. If, uh, if, if, if you want to have all uh, black people uh, on a panel show, like no white people, then you want to go to a country where there's all black people. You don't do it here. Because, you know. Well, even in, even in countries with all black people, they they have white people on TV. Yeah, no shit, no shit, Kurt. <laughs> no shit. But I don't know when did when did the debate about racism become so I don't know like weird. Weirdly, like, was there a moment you, we can? You do realize this all happened. This all happened when um, the people that scream at twenty year olds or, or thirty year olds being snowflakes. The people complaining about this are the people that say that other people, why are you getting stressed about racism? There's no such thing as racism. There's no such thing as this. It goes, oh, you're just all snowflakes. Why are there so many black people on the program? Why are they so, oh, I'm so angry. You're not a snowflake, are you, mate? No, because snowflakes are unique and individual, each and every one of them. Mm. But you, but they're just getting on a bandwagon, Curtis. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? I hardly watch any telly if it's on, unless it's on Netflix or on Amazon. Mm. So, what the fuck does it matter? And apart well, from, would I lie to you, which I fucking love? Mm. Well, that's the question, isn't it? Why does it matter to people? Why is it that, um, you know, we, we seem to have a situation where now people feel it's perfectly legitimate to phone up Ofcom. And can you imagine the conversation that was had? Hello, Ofcom. Um, I'd like to complain. Oh, what would you like to complain about? There's black people on my TV. Okay, mate, that's not a complaint. That's you just being racist. Hold on. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where the... Um, well, I won't watch Channel 4 uh, anymore. Well, yeah. good, I don't want you to watch it. Hold on. Um, I don't know where the, uh, the whole complaint is at the moment, but it follows a long list of complaints against black people appearing on TV in a country that apparently isn't racist. The first one, which was the diversity performance... Um, in September, and again, and then, again, everybody complained. Got told to jog on. Yep, and um, I just more it, offended by the dance show than the actual murder. Yeah, um, and it, it, I, I think again, I will come back to this. I know people think I'm going on, but I think race has played a part in the current election, 
Um, and I'll explain why. And it's not in a way that people necessarily think it is. Um, but yeah, it's they don't quite... realise that Boris Johnson is like third generation Turk. Yeah. Um, but I think it's 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 going to be quite interesting when we start looking at why things have turned up quite the way they have. Um, but anyway, we'll come back to that um, as you do. Now, next up, I get. I, I thought I'd try and cheer everybody up with the news that um, that William, the Duchess, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, are launching their own YouTube channel. Um, uh, you know, to I get, I guess, get down with the Ute. Is it called um, Bucks and Palaces? <laughs> It'd be something really bland, wouldn't it? It'd be like the YouTube channel for the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Windsor Vision. Windsor. Windsor Vision. That'd be good. I'd love to. I'd love it if, like, the servants were allowed their own like cameras to make their own documentary on the royal family. Well, like, 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 what's going on here? Yeah, it's like let let's give the the people at work a few cameras so they can tell the true story. Because I've noticed something about Kate and and William in the mm. past couple of weeks. Ever since it was mentioned that somebody went up to Meghan and made the oh-so-witty comments about their child being brought, um, born darker, too dark for the royal family to be able to handle, like uh, Chris Rock popped out and he's like, hey! Um, that There's been this sort of attempt by the media to present Kate and William in a... Can I just say, would, wouldn't that be amazing, guys, if Chris Rock... <laughs> Just popped out of Megan, yeah. Just, uh, just all, all M, M if you know what I mean, guys. Just oh. all swearing. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd really take to the royal family then. All the Damien Waynes, um, one of the Waynes yeah. popped out. I, I'm just like this. I get so they said that somebody in the royal family said that the baby was too. Um, well, no, they, well, did, they didn't know what, 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 what color. What color would it come out? Ooh. Yeah, um, and, for, uh, it'll be a baby. Meghan and Harry never said who it was, so the assumption it was was the Duke of Edinburgh, but I don't think it was. Prince Philip. Yeah, I'm going to put a guess out there that it was somebody probably very close to William and Kate. And I, I think that's what this is mostly all about. Because the, the media campaign for them two has been massive over the past couple of weeks. And the YouTube channel, I don't know what they think the YouTube channel is going to show that, that rich yeah, I'm people. I'm just here, just here with my people. homies. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, going to start doing trap music. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I encourage you. Hands cutting ribbons. Yes, uh, motherfucker, I'm here. Yeah. I, I encourage anybody to get off the, the Facebook and the Times and all the rest of it and go onto websites like TikTok because these people are keyed in a lot more to how the royal family is. Like, I learned so much about the royal family just going onto TikTok and literally listening to not, not people making stuff up. They've got the receipts of what, you know, Harry and, and Kate and all the rest of it. Like, there's one, there was one classic story of when Harry was, I think, in Hong Kong. And it was a picture of him talking to a lady. And then for weeks afterwards, Kate just wasn't like, don't touch me in public. Like, don't touch me. Don't hold my hand. Don't nothing. And I just think it's like we, we the information at the moment is so limited. And I think there's actually the problem in the royal family is um, William and Kate. And the fact that they are so out of touch for even royal people. 
that a lot of the public don't even click onto it. But I think this YouTube channel is just an attempt to I, cover I think, their asses. I, th- I think we've got to realise that even in the royal family, that Kate, although we, we, for some reason, we now, for some reason, people think um, Kate is established. Kate is seen as an outside middle class, although wealthy, middle class pe- person who's below monarchy, below the yeah. upper classes. So for her to marry into um, royalty, she she was like, I'm, I'm guessing she's had a bit of an uphill struggle herself, although we don't see it. Nah, brother. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 would, I wouldn't say it's the same. I wouldn't curse. I would not say. I would not say it's the same as what what's happened to um, uh, anybody that isn't up. up isn't white. Or, yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm guessing. Oh no, no, Tony. I don't think it's anything to do with color. This is this is singularly and solely yeah. class, and yeah. I don't think Kate's had a difficult life at all. And oh no, I she hasn't. I, 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 I no, 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 no. I know we think Marion's the family. Yeah, I think you're almost understand. I'm not saying she's had a hard life. I'm saying that within the the echelons of that circle of royalty, yeah, she might struggle. That she might be snubbed. And until she comes queen, and then obviously mm. she, she rules rules that shit. Um, that there, you know, there are people within the royal family who wouldn't be directly there, but, but probably thought, well, she's not a princess, or she's not she's not from a, a great house like like Diana was. She was in the house of Spencer. Do you know yeah. what I mean? She's not from a great house. Uh, oh or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I, I so don't got no doubt. Stick. I've got no doubt that the I'm whatever, not saying she got whatever old got school the, roles. The mega, yeah, I don't think she got the Meghan Markle treatment. Yeah. I mean, but um, yeah. She, well, no, she, she, of she, she definitely didn't get the Meghan Markle. She of course, she taste. did. She's not black. <laughs> London turned into a the UK turned into a sundown town, yeah. literally. And I, I think we forget like <laughs> that, that when when Harry was the, you know got married to Meghan, yeah. how much positivity surrounded that from the general public. How, and and then the media has just got hold of it and just started. We don't want you to like her. It's ah, she's the wrong colour, <laughs> ah, and she's not even English. Oh God, dude! She published a book this week, and it's Jesus Christ. It's yeah. like she published a book, and then somebody, I think, probably in a Daily Mail, went and found yeah. another book that had a, a bench on the front of it. Rip and off, then, and then accused her of ripping off that. This is how the actual publisher, the, the, the author of the book, came out and went, "Yeah, that that's not true. No, that's true. That yeah. literally, her book's nothing like mine." Yes, and it's this got is the a bench on the front. This is the journalism, though, isn't it? This is the journalism yeah. of hate. It doesn't need to be. You just need to make the story sound like it, and then later on, the description said, although it has no basis on the story, it's just mm. a bit of artwork on the front. It's copied. Yeah, we hate everyone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, I just I just found the whole situation quite interesting, um, the way it's progressed, and the fact that at the end of the day, um, you know, this country they've made the royal family an embarrassment, and I know a lot of people have a lot of love for. Them. They're not for some people, Curtis. It doesn't matter what they do. It's the same thing with Boris, and it doesn't matter what they do. It's all right. Yeah. As well. no, and as no you know, Kurt, I've, I've, I've said this to you lots of times, I'm a massive fan of the Queen. The institution of the monarchy, I do not agree with. Mm. I do not agree with the institution of the monarchy, and I'm a massive fan of the Queen. Yeah. And obviously, the boys know, um, Will and Harry, what happened yeah. to them, I mean, it's so public, I feel for them. You know? I, I, in, in many ways, I love them. I don't even know them. Sounds weird, mm. doesn't it? Um, but because I experienced what I experienced on the outside, the peripheries, and I saw two little boys walking behind their mother's coffin, I felt for them. Um 
there's a lot wrong with the monarchy and there's a lot wrong more so with the media that makes money from them inventing mm. stories and lies yeah and yeah and I'm, I'm sure the royal family is as dysfunctional as most families i know i have a dysfunctional family so why wouldn't they yeah you know I mean? and i'm pretty ordinary mm. you know uh or should i say normal rather than ordinary i'm pretty i'm pretty you know pretty normal so um yeah i, I, I again i mean unless i if this YouTube channel, channel, if I tune in and it makes me laugh, and I think, Do you know what, They're actually quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it. Like if 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 Will, Will and, and Kate are just pissed and talking shit or trying to like rap over like Eminem or or like uh, DMX or something, that'd be brilliant. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, look at them. They're pissed and they're trying to rap to DMX. That is amazing. But yeah. I don't think that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Or they're well, singing uh, because I got high, because I got high, because I got there. And I'll be like, Yeah, this is brilliant. They're having yeah, a laugh. They're getting high. But it's not, it's not me. It's been a long day of shaking hands all day. Again, I've shaked at least 20,000 hands today. And I've got, I've got hand, handshake chafe. And uh, I'm going to have to put on some really expensive moisturizer to help me out now. And uh, I'm going to have to get someone else to wipe my bottom because it's really hard shaking hands. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's shake. Yeah, yeah. Touch. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel you. I feel your pain. I feel your pain not lugging around furniture all day. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. If I watch one of them and let's see if it's funny. If it's not, obviously put a big thumb thumbs down and not subscribe. Yeah. It's as easy as that. <laughs> it's it might be the biggest thing that's got pensioners onto YouTube. Maybe it could get the silver surface there. It would be interesting to see that happen. Um, moving on, um, I, I'm, there's two stories that happened. One of them you sent me last week, but there's two stories that have happened. There's a court case going on about about Dalian Atkinson, um, who was assaulted. I don't want to quite go into the details of this. I think if you if you want to go up online and look it up, um, and then it's harrowing. Uh, he was assaulted. He ex-footballer was assaulted. Um, was being kicked in the head, tasered loads, all the rest of it. And then, then there's another story about a PC was hitting a vulnerable teenager. Um, and and in both cases, I believe that they sort of lost control of the situation. They said they felt they were in danger. Yeah. And I, I just want. Why can't they just ask the police? Are you like before you even join, right? Sit them down, okay. You know, first of all, ask them, make sure you, you ask them if they're a member of any sort of right wing group, yeah. and then go, Are you intimidated and, by and then check and then yeah. check that yeah. they're not they're telling the truth and and then do the do the training because well, the thing is, with, with the training, curse, it immediately mm. with the training that police officer receives, all that should come up so they should be aware and i'm not saying police don't make mistakes that's that's not you know i'm, I'm, I'm guessing that when when they're in a right situation or mm. one i'm always surprised that there's not more violence at is when there's a football crowd yeah. and that, that you know you've got police in riot gear and obviously because like if you if you watch police in riot gear because we used to have a friend who lived above stanford bridge curse on, on mm. blocks and we used to look down yeah and you see, you see coppers who were there standing ready for a fight ready for a punch yeah. 
they turn around to the van and chuck up on the floor by the van and then go back to standing in in the line yeah. with their right shields and stuff because it's it's that is an intense situation and i'm surprised that more shit doesn't go on there when police lose control and start hitting people can i, can I jump in oh, there yeah, and say go. this I'll, I'll say this about that situation yeah, yeah. they don't report it um when football violence happens and it's um and the press don't initially get hold of it it's just not reported i remember living in fulham or like being at a friend's house in in fulham broadway um and i think chelsea were playing celtic now i don't know whose idea that was yeah it was plenty of trouble that day yeah there was plenty of people getting beat plenty of people getting hurt plenty of people carrying out assaults it wasn't on the news they literally do not report football violence half the time now for whatever reason. I, and I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but they don't. They do not report. And if it is reported, it's reported as like a misdemeanor or a um, or like just a general part of the police officer's day in terms of trouble. Now, if somebody could correct us, I know there's a few, we have a few friends out there who are part of the police force. Um, if you can message us, and let I us don't know. know if you could have tried that, made sa- that sound more dodgy. <laughs> I don't know if you tried to make that sound members of Her Majesty's <laughs> Constabulary. Um, but if you can, it's all gone, it's all just, gone training day, it's all gone training day. Uh, if you can message us and let us know, because I, I, I'm of the impression that they don't report half the time. The last time they reported in trouble down Chelsea is when the um, the fans got upset. All the sorry, when the fans were convinced by um, the the Murdoch leaning press that a Super League was the worst thing that could ever happen to football, Premier League, <clears throat> and uh, would drive up costs, Premier League, <clears throat> and that was the last time they reported on violence down there. I remember when I think Chelsea won the Champions League, they wrecked yeah. buses, they wrecked shops. Um, yeah, they, they literally just steamed into supermarkets and nicked all the beer. Yeah, it was, 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 like, was like literally daylight robbery, and it was they walked in and walked out. Yeah, and they, they, it wasn't reported. <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't remember it being on the press. I don't remember it being in any newspapers or any press that that is what happened when Chelsea won the Premier League. But again, there's some Chelsea fans out there who are listening to the show. Um, please let me know. I, I I'm, 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 you know, I may have a bias. I, I'm not a Chelsea fan. Um, but please let me know. I don't think most of these situations are reported as crowd trouble or, or football violence when they're, when they're being dealt with by the police. But please, like I said, do let us know. But in terms of these two cases that came up, I just people go that this isn't like the USA. And I, I think for me, it's only not like the USA because... We're not carrying police, guns. Poli- I, I don't remember the last time, apart from with that Eleanor when a police officer has been convicted for wrongdoing um, in terms of violence against minorities. I don't remember when the last time was when police are held to account to that level in this country. I know police officers have a lot of paperwork. I know that they are sometimes um, targeted by the press, but I don't like, even when we look at stuff like Stephen Lawrence, I don't remember anybody police officers getting in trouble for the literal mishandling of that case. Um, and and I, I think that that's people 
take the fact that it's not like the United States and they're not shooting black people as some example of how much better we are. Because we ain't but, got guns. But it's not better. It's like we're not as bad. And not being as bad, I don't think it's a standard that anybody should strive for. Here we it's go, like... Kes. We come back to the same argument that I've had with people when they think that I'm talking down the country and I'm saying, no, and they think I'm not being patriotic, mm. whatever that means. But for me, being patriotic is trying to make the country a better place. Yeah. A better place. And at the moment, it's not the better place it should be. We should always be striving for more mm. to be. to be. When, when, when Boris Johnson says world leaders and his words are empty, mine are not. Yeah, I want the world to be a better place. I try not. I'm not saying I'm not a world leader or anything. I'm not on any of this. But my day to day life, I'm trying to make things better for other people when I'm out. Yeah, when people see me, I'm trying to make sure that they're happy to see me. If they need help, I'm trying to help them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And this is what I mean. So on an individual, personal level, this is what I'm trying to do. So, but but I can't see when when people say world beating and they use it as <sighs> got a world beating police force. Well, I'm sure in many ways, yes, we have. But in many ways, it's still room for improvement. The improvement thing is the thing that we should always be aiming to build on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure if you asked like Roger Federer, mm. you've you won a Wimbledon now, are you going to retire? He would have gone, no, well, I'm going to retire. Mm. You know, well, I'm going to retire. Or, you know, you ask like Phil Power Taylor, one dark championship enough? No, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to try and keep winning more. We've got to keep making wins. Every win, every time we get something right, we have to build on it to get something else right. Mm. Not just as individuals, but as institutions, you know, which which the police are and, and the army are and the NHS is and government should be. Do you know what I mean? And local councils should be building win after win after win, just like Chelsea at the moment in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just went so intense. There. I was like, oh, I just got to jump. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I just, that's, that's what we need to do, and that's what the police force need to do. Yeah. I, and I'm sure, because we do know people. I'm just, I'm not going to go, um, not going to go train a day here. But we have got people that listen who are in the police force yeah. who would like, to, you know, personally as friends. But you know that that they, you know, when when you talk to them, it, they are mm. trying, you know, good, honest individuals. Who are trying to do their best on a daily basis to make other people's lives better, not yeah. their life, other people's. Mm. You know? And they're always going to be bad, bad eggs in the institution. And to try and twist them out. And again, I don't say that people don't make the wrong decisions. Mm. I'm not saying that people don't make the wrong decision in, in the moment. I've made bad decisions. Yeah. I mean, you've made bad decisions, but what I'm saying is that there's a consistency of when someone's handcuffed and tasered, you don't start hitting them with a stick. That's fundamentally wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How can no, you? No, that, that's that's, that's girl, my whole not? thing. If, 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 especially in the um, in the, the case of Dalian Atkinson, you know, <laughs> uh, one of the defenses that she felt intimidated. That's the thing I keep seeing in the behaviour of American cops. There's some sort of obsession with the threat of the black man, so strong. I think that, uh, that overrides think, it overrides that, any sort of rational behaviour. I think um, that threat is, is here as well. I think lots mm. of people perceive it here as well, and actually fundamentally get into the crux of why that is, and that's that's something that's been. I think it's it's got to do with slavery, and it's got, it's got to do with the justification of slavery mm. that's been you know that was perceived when it when it started, because obviously you know the only way you could enslave a human being mm. was to believe that they weren't a human being. Yeah, and it's got to do with that, and obviously th there's some part of it that's locked into that 
that even in my psyche it's got to be there mm. you know what i mean so how how we get over this that's going to be an interesting one because mm. it's not just a police force issue it's a societal issue yeah, to a degree, and, 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 and to, well, to a strong degree, what gets me the most is the data says there's a problem. The data is quite clear that there's a problem, but now we're in a climate where people are literally ignoring it and making up excuses for it. And I think it plays back into the reason why the government put the report out saying that um, there is no structural racism. It allows them to capture that audience that believes that ethnic minorities are the problem. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say it played a part in this election is, again, it, it plays straight into the hands of those people who sit there and, and slag off London and rename it London Stan, because um, obviously it's Cause, London. Because the, the majority of people that live there aren't white. Yeah. You, well, you're no, kidding the, me. The data is that the majority of people that aren't English. And so they weren't necessarily born in England. They're not necessarily that London's white. White London's about as white as it can get. The vast majority of London is white, but it's not necessarily English white, which is where the problem is. So you'll have people coming from Scotland, Wales, Europe, okay, which make up, I think, the vast majority of the population in London. And then you've got the ethnic minorities and people who are actually brown. Um, and you're talking the Afro-Caribbean, African Arab populations that are here. But the, the, the vast majority of London, I believe, statistically, is still what you would term white. So by that, do you mean like uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who was born on the Upper East Side of New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly that's exactly it. Um, the yeah, and, and that, that's really what the problem is for a lot of them, and that's the argument they've tried to use, especially in why Sikhan was revoted in today. Um, he, he was re-elected in today as mayor of London because Khan hasn't done a bad job as mayor. Yes, if you're a driver, you're not his most favourite person. But at the same time, uh, thousands of people are dying every year from car fumes in London. Uh, we've got 600,000 asthmatics in London. Uh, they're joined every well, year. The, the science backs you up, Curtis. The science uh, yeah. just backs you up. The, the so science parking, is clear. Yeah. Um, people are dying prematurely from car fumes. I know a lot of drivers don't like it, but we not only need to stop cars in London as much as we can, um, or well, limit, think, the, limit, yeah. limit the use, but also we need to get people out being more active. That's right. Um, so so they, there's, there's a couple of things here, Curtis. Number one, all, all um, uh, what's called all transport vehicles, all delivery vehicles need mm. to be electric in London. Yeah. They just need to be electric. So if you come into London, you need a different fleet. Yeah. Uh, that sorts out that diesel problem. So all the buses, electric, all the vans, delivery lorries, all of it. The technology's there, so there's no excuse. The mm. technology there. We can do deliveries um, and all of that through electric vehicles. It's already there. You can implement it now. All, all cars within London, literally, you say, well, unless you need a car, why do you fucking want a car? Mm. You know? What, 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 I remember having been in London, Curtis, and I live, used to live next to you, and I had a car, yeah. and I used it to go to the supermarket. I used to cycle to work. I used to cycle home. When we're going out, we go out on the on public transport. You know what I mean? There's no point having a car. And I used to use the car once a week. Mm. You know, there's no point in me having a car. And again, the other issue, you're absolutely right. It's like this electric scooter. And now I'm going to sound like my age. <laughs> people, people are talking about making electric scooters, putting MOT on them or stuff like that. Electric scooters. I don't know what just happened there. Sorry. 
um, electric scooters for me just stop people being active. Mm. Just stop people being active, and that really. Do you know what I mean? That, uh, why are we having why are we having a conversation about electric scooters? Get on your bikes, get a proper scooter, go for a walk. Yeah. You know? If it takes you tw- if it takes you twenty minutes on an electric scooter, it'll take you twenty minutes on a bike. Mm. Get on a bike, but I don't want to get to work sweet. Well, take a change of clothes. That's mm. what I used to do. You know, or or wait, or literally, you're wearing a t-shirt, your trousers to work, and some socks and, and your shoes, and you're cycling because you know you're cold. Yeah. By the time you get there, you're not sweaty, you're freezing, you can't wait to get dressed. Do you know what I mean? So, so it's, 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 that, it's, it's just that one, isn't it? Where you've got, to, you've got to make a decision. I've got a problem with electric scooters because all they do, and electric bikes. Yeah. Why are you going on an electric bike? You, you just get Use a bike. Yeah. Your fitness isn't up to scratch. Then let's work on your fitness. Yeah. You know? It's really easy. It's really easy. And I don't understand what the issue is, why people are so obsessed with these things. I, I, again, I, I think it's been an easy thing to target Khan with. Um, people forget that Boris was mayor of London and he, he didn't stop the congestion charge. He didn't stop the roadworks. He didn't stop the cycle lanes. In fact, he, he um, hijacked the, the bike system and called it Boris Bikes, which, uh, you know, and messed it up as well by turning it to the most expensive biking system through incompetence but that's another story for another show because i could do plenty of those but again we have this situation where um irrationality rules today so people are mad at khan because he's he's literally trying to save people's lives with a budget that doesn't stretch because somebody but somebody spunked all the money up the wall um but again we'll come back to that another time but yeah, it, it's it's at the end of the day, they we need to do more to save people's lives and make people allow people to live healthier lives in London. Um, especially if it's true what Boris is promising to do to London by encouraging people to come to less, London less to work and all the rest of it. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I'm just of the opinion at the end of the day that our current attitude towards um, the uh, our current attitude towards uh, driving and all the rest of it needs to change. And I don't think people are taking it seriously enough at the present moment. And I hope they do start to take it more seriously because if we carry on down this path and we, you know, just leave it how it is, you know, there's going to be a lot more asthmatics. There's going to be a lot more people struggling. And um, one of our listeners, Emma, has said that they need to install electric charging points Adults on electric scooters are dangerous. I've had so many near misses. And I believe Emma is a user of um, vehicular, of, um, of a wheelchair. And so she's had several problems while she's been trying to use her means of transport around with scooter users. I think the electric scooters should be made to go on the road. I don't think they should be allowed on pavements at all. Um, they go far too quickly to be on pavements. Um, and there's too much risk of a lack of control with them as well. So I would argue that they're not allowed on, they can be in cycle lanes, but they shouldn't be on pavements at all. Well, um, well, Curtis, honestly, they can do 45 miles an hour. 
Mm. So they shouldn't be on they shouldn't be on the cycling lane either because bicycles can do like really good cyclists. I mean, top end cyclists are doing thirty miles an hour. Mm. Top most cyclists are doing twelve. I know, but I'd argue they could go on the cycling lane just because like you know, there's more room to maneuver in that sense. Um, whereas if you're on a pavement, that, that's that's a death. You know, that, that's going to hurt I'll, someone. I'll, the whole point of yeah no no I agree with you but I think they should be in the road I don't think they should be on a cycle lane I think if they're traveling at the same speed as a moped they've got no place on a cycling lane and they've got no place on the pavement mm. and the worst thing is lots of injuries have been caused I believe to pensioners who can't get out the way in time of a mm. an, an electric moped they just can't get out of the way it's just too fast mm. do you know what I mean and and Again, well, uh, again, if there's anybody listening out there who is a scooter user or has had trouble with scooters, uh, leave a comment, leave a message. I think it's an important subject. I, I, I'm not going to lie, TC. I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. Sometimes I get tempted. Okay. Sure do, Sometimes Claire. I look at them and I'm like, oh, they, they just look also so cool. just as a warning, just as a yeah. warning. Most people like these rent because you can you can rent like them abroad. You can rent them in. I've been to Brussels and to. And to Munich, and you can just rent a scooter like for the day. The thing yeah. is, if you've never been on one, yeah, they're really dangerous because you don't know how they work. Yeah, right. So that, I know it's a scooter; it's an on and off and stop. But the thing yeah. is, if you're used to riding a bike and you've never ridden, you haven't ridden a scooter since you were four, yeah, right, you got problems. Mm. <laughs> Most people, die, lots of people, have died or some severe, really serious injuries by coming off scooters because they yeah. don't know how to handle them, and because they don't know how quick they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fair enough. It's doing twelve miles an hour. It's about the same speed as you know, just a nice leisurely cycle. But mm. if, if you're hitting like forty-five miles an hour, well, suddenly you come off that, you come off that and hit a, a bench or something. Well, basically you're dead mm. or crippled, and that's what's happened to, to lots of people. So as, as as good as they are, they need to be regulated. People need to wear actual. If they if they're that fast, if they're forty-five mile an hour scooters, they need to be on the road. If they're twelve mm. mile an hour scooters, they can be on a cycling lane. If they're scooters that do one mile an hour. That a kid sits on, or you have to physically push it, you know, with your leg, you know, no motor on it. Yeah, I don't mind them being on the pavement because literally you're going to walk a little bit faster than you're going to go a bit faster than someone who walks, and you're probably going to go about the same speed as someone that runs. So that's how I'd manage it. Well, you're convincing me, TC. I'm, I look, I, I, I just think at the end of the day, pavements, bikes shouldn't be on pavements. No, if a yeah. motorbike's on a pavement, yeah. if a mo- moped's on a pavement, what are you going to do? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I just think at the end of the day, we need people more out there. And I think the cars, you know, electric cars are one of the options out there for definitely in terms of pollution. But and again, Londoners, we need to be getting people out there healthier. We have, you know, so many problems in London in terms of diabetes or the rest of it. Um, I'm a bit of a fat lump. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> it's like I, 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 but one of the things that always strikes me is the second I go into central London hay fever breathing problems just being in central London um, the pollution can be that bad can be that bad for me and I'm just saying at the end of the day you could be mad as Khan you, you know sitting there like Kirk Khan all you want but at the end of the day he's done a better job than Boris ever did um <laughs> You know, and what matters if you've got kids, do not your kids matter to you? I know some of you out there would say no, but do your well, children's some, health some not people, matter? Some to people you? would argue that the fact that their livelihood would be affected by them not being able to afford an electric vehicle or, 
or to whatever it would take too long for them to get back. That's why they would suggest that they're having the car. But the thing is, mm. yeah, the electric. If if you there's a couple of things, isn't there? If you make sure that, as I said before, if you make sure that all goods vehicles, all public transport, and all taxis are electric, then immediately, immediately, you've whacked massive amounts of pollution away from from London. And I mean everything within the M25, mm. right? Immediately, there's a whole swath of pollution that's just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, and I know batteries have got their problems and they create pollution as well. But this is not on the same scale as as pumping pumping you know carbon monoxide into the atmosphere around people and the mm. dirt the dirt that comes out of them. So massive sways. Cars. Well, what you say is that you know, and I think it's currently happening. That's why you can have um, Rolls Royces that are supposedly hybrids that have that get away with paying a congestion charge. So you make sure that congestion charge and you offer free parking like they do in Sweden in Copenhagen. Mm. I think it's Copenhagen. Um, they offer free parking and no charges for driving into the city with a an electric vehicle. Mm. And but this is again is all about infrastructure and providing enough charging points. Do you know what I mean? And <sighs> the thing is, the other thing to do, Curtis, would it be yeah, we've got the Boris bike scheme and it is affordable and cheap. Mm. What you need to make it is free. You know, the, the, not what well, they call Boris bikes, aren't they? But originally it was Ken Livingston that introduced it. And guess who got all the praise? Boris Johnson. So, um, Bobo the clown. Yeah, that's right. So, um, the other thing is to make them free. So, they make them free at all points. Pick them, just pick them up and drop them off. Mm. Pick them up and drop them off. And then you'll see lots of people start, lots more people that wouldn't have started cycling. Yes, you'll get, you'll get people that vandalize them, but that happens now. Mm. You know, that happens now. That's not going to stop van people vandalizing things. But you're well, not going to nip it, are you? Because they're everywhere. Just quickly, you, you're you're not London-based at the moment. Not anymore, you're, mate. You, you're seeing London from where you are at. I'm and not seeing this, it. I'm it, not even seeing I haven't visited in, like, since COVID, really. No, no, but, like, it, the information you, you're, you're getting is somebody who's not in London, right? Yeah. What is your perspective of the... Did you pay any attention to the mayoral election? Were you aware no. of... Um, okay. I, I, I knew that the election was going to happen. Mm. I knew that he was up against um, something Bailey, is it? Yeah, uh, Sean Bailey. Sean Bailey, the conservative guy, and that Lawrence Fox tried to... Tried we, to... we don't need to talk about Fox. Yeah, uh, right. like, like, he, 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 he gets enough publicity from... He does, from, yeah. from the Daily Mail um, and the Daily Express. So um, he, you know, uh, I knew he'd be up against competition, but mm. that was the whole point of the conservative government whacking these massive fines on London transport. Yeah. For, for what they gave EasyJet and Ryanair and BA, they just gave them billions of pounds mm. with no caveats. Well, London Transport, which is an essential service, gets absolutely battered and 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 hamstrung, literally just tied up in in problems. And they, this is and let's face it, lots of COVID briefings where Boris Johnson been in, he slagged off the mayor of London. Mm. He's made party political broadcasts, yeah. um, which he shouldn't be doing. But he's done that, and he slagged off uh, uh, Mayor Khan. And actually, doesn't matter what he does, does it, Boris? Don't matter what you do because you're not you're not the boy anymore. Uh, I, I think it will matter in the long term because I think at the end of the day, I've, I've said this before, and um, just moving on slightly to the current election, the local elections that took place. Um, at the moment, he's playing a very dangerous game, which is um, into the hands of people. That, you know, think that you know everything's too London centric. Everything's to, you know, um, and, and when I say London-centric, they mean pro-immigrant. And I, 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 I know it may sound like I'm being inflammatory saying that, 
but they talk about London in the same way they talk about immigrants half the time. Like we're taking the resources, all anybody cares about is us, um, and your average man isn't getting. It's a new, <clears throat> it's a new controversial language you're using without actually saying it. Because um, I know you're on Facebook, but I see the way these people talk and converse, and the way they talk about things they don't like is the way they talking about they're talking about London. London, for everybody, for the record, has the highest child poverty rate in the country. London has a knife crime problem, which is, although not as fast growing as everywhere else in the country, it's still pretty high. Um, London's resources, especially for young people, have been removed again and again and again, no matter which government it was over the past 30 odd years. I've seen it happen. The TC, you've seen it happen. I remember quite clearly when, um, when being younger, we had adventure playgrounds. We had local football teams. We had all these sort of resources which are there for the young people in London. And over the past 30 odd years, they've been removed again and again and again. Okay, so I'm going to make a very, very nice little example of that. Mm. When we were in our teens, our council estate had six caretakers mm. for our estate of, of 3,000 homes. Right, or was it? Yeah, it's 3,000 homes. 3,000 homes on our council today had six caretakers, six or eight caretakers. There's quite a lot of them. I remember there being quite a lot of them. And they had an office. And if there was a problem, you go to the office, they come out and fix stuff, right? Or sort it. Or say, all right, yeah, don't worry. Thanks for letting us know. Because they'd do checks anyway, wouldn't they? Because they were doing yeah. general maintenance. Before I left, Curtis, I remember mm. about two, three years or four years, maybe, maybe five years before we'd left, mm. that went down to one caretaker. For four council estates across Hammersmith and Fulham. Yeah. And obviously everything went into disrepair. Yeah. It's easy, easy as that, isn't it? It's yeah. just been abandoned. And weirdly, that was mostly to do with the Conservative um, council that took over. Yeah. And because they also sold the entire state off for 100 million, which was worth, uh, well, the, I think the whole land, that property is worth at least a billion. Yeah, but it's, it's been it's been it's been refused, isn't it? It's been it's yeah, gone back. That got stopped. Um, but as I've said before, Londoners, especially poorer Londoners, are getting fleeced yeah. by this government. They're getting robbed. But it's they're not getting just poorer mistreated, and they're getting abused. And uh, I'm I'm too I'm literally hearing too many stories of how um, resources are being taken away from London. Um, and it's been as an excuse to not fund Labour boroughs. It's been used as an excuse to not make sure those kids are getting the education and support that they need. And it's it's uh, an attempt, I think, to make sure and undermine people's ability to, you know, look after themselves in London. I'm really disappointed that a lot of people aren't even clicking up onto what the government's doing. I, I would like, Curtis, honestly, I would like to know how this is affecting people in Bristol or Manchester because I'm, I'm guessing mm. these problems are not purely London-centric problems. Like, as in, like, I know that for some reason, for some reason, big cities like London, Bristol, Manchester mm. aren't confused by what the government does. And what they do locally, do you know what I mean? So that's why it's that's why it's like a la their labour stronghold, really. Well, Bristol, but Bristol, Brist Bristolians were never ever gonna uh, vote Conservative after what the Conservatives done with, with Bristol in particular yeah. and the big cities is it removed their ability to protest. 
yeah. um, and made it a crime to protest. And Bristol was, was seen as quite uh, uh, was one of the places that the Black Lives Matter protests really started gathering pace. Um, and they felt quite strongly, this isn't a new thing in Bristol, although people might like to think that and go, it's just a bandwagon. They've been wanting to get rid of those statues for ages. And the Tories pretty much decided to back the racists and the fake patriots over that yeah. one. Um, so it was never going to stand with Bristol. If you've been to Bristol, it's not a bohemian city, but it's quite open city. Like they're very welcoming. They're very like, yeah, come, come here. Yeah. We've got rock bars. Nice. It's a nice town. Yeah, it's a very nice town, Bristol, uh, filled with lots of nice people. Um, and it's a very diverse city as, as well. Um, so it's got a lot of common in London. And I think a lot of people just weren't going to stand for it. Those, those when, when the government did what it did, I think it sort of said to those people in those cities, we're, we're not actually taking it. And that's why the, I think Labour won 10 mayoral seats out of yeah. 13, because big cities, the resources are continually being taken from the cities. It's not about north and necessarily north and south, um, which again, the Tories have been in power for 10 years. Um, and they've created, they created the divide because remember they closed the mines. Yeah. They shut down the businesses. They offered very little in terms of retraining. Um, they offered very little in terms of resources to the North. And so their answer to it now, because again, what it actually means is spending more money and the investing in people. It means to divert resources from London again um, to do this. Well, the, the thing is, Curtis, with with, yeah. with without being funny, but resources already like not just from the government actually putting funding in, but obviously now the city of London's leaving. You know, literally everything this government's done has undermined London and it keeps undermining it because it doesn't like the fact. The thing is, this, this is the best thing, isn't it? London is not uh, the only multicultural place in. What and what I'm trying to say, let me just gather my, my thoughts here. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that weirdly, London isn't the only multicultural place in the UK, mm. nor is Bristol. And you've got places that are multicultural that aren't big cities, that are big towns, big yeah. towns in the north. And for some reason, where it doesn't work, whether it's because people are in close proximity with each other, that multiculturalism works and you know your neighbour, Mm. Well, up north, maybe mate, it's, it's a little bit divided that they seem to think that the conservatives are doing them a favor or. Oh, I think or they're being. Or, tone, let me jump in there, bro. I, they're being groomed. And it's a popularity contest, Curtis. Yeah, and Boris is popular. And, and, and Labour do not have anyone who is fun. Tony Blair was popular mm. because he seemed likable and quite chirpy because yeah. things can only get better how wrong he was. Um, I was going to say John Major, but I don't. I don't. Re that's. I'm too much of a kid. I don't remember Margaret Thatcher, or <laughs> or John Major. I thought John Major was boring because he was spitting. He, he, he like peas on spitting image. Yeah. So I don't know. But Tony Blair was you know likable. He he knew how to do you know some some volleys and some knees and the headers. You know with, with Newcastle and <clears throat> he was a popular prime minister. David Cameron. I I didn't have. I never thought David Cameron was popular, but they seemed to like him. Um. And Boris Johnson is popular, and I mm. also wonder if London is sort of a petri dish for the for the country. Boris yeah. Johnson two terms, two terms as um as what's called as mayor of London, mm. extremely popular. Although generally did nothing yeah. of any value. He, he bought the Olympics, but that wasn't him. That was the the Olympic Committee. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know, but obviously took credit for it. You know, Boris Johnson individually, you know, vaccinated the country. He'll take credit for that, although it was the NHS. So is is it the is London the petri dish? Are we going to see Boris Johnson win two terms as prime minister, and then it will be a Labour government? Do you know what I mean? Is that the kind of? Uh, it depends what Labour so, decides to do from here on in. Um, I think people up north have been groomed. The language that I hear them using when they say, when they talk about why they voted Conservative is the language that they've been told to use. Um, somebody, I've heard three different things. Well, the first thing I heard about this was that um, uh, that left Labour's too left wing. Second thing I heard was that Labour's too woke, um, and. And I damn the MP who said that. Uh, I damn him for saying that because it's just an insult to everything Labour stands for. Um, and the next thing I heard was that they believed what they were told about what the Tories said. Um, but no, I, I think the people who voted Conservative that didn't traditionally vote Conservative were just looking for change, which is fair enough. But I also think they've been groomed. They've managed to turn Labour into an unpatriotic party. Um, so you can use the, the type of language that they're not patriotic enough. Um, and two, I think that Starmer's just initially he should have been the perfect Labour candidate. Yeah. Son of a, a, a Labour family, a working class family, worked up, manufactured himself. Yeah. yeah. Made something of himself. He's he's a handsome fellow. He's he's got presence. Six foot five. But he backtracked on everything. He backtracked on so much stuff, including Black Lives Matter. That I, you know, if I if there did, was an election, did he backtrack on, did he backtrack on, on Black Lives Matter? Yeah, he backtracked on what Black Lives say? Matter. Um, that they were, I think, uh, sort of similar lines to what Pretty Patel said that they weren't this A B C D or whatever. I can't remember. It was it was. Let me bring up but he backtracked on black lives matter and so much other stuff and and um, i refuse to believe it's just because labor's too woke because corbyn won hartley paul um in the last election um so as far as i'm concerned it, it just can't be that i think it's starmer i think starmer... I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you i'll be honest with you late he might have won it but the thing is labor hadn't lost that seat since like the 1960s or 70s so yeah. It's just what they would have voted for. I'm a bit shocked by that, but I don't do social media anymore, uh, do I? Let me, let me, let me give you this. Kirst Starmer said he regrets calling the Black Lives Matter a moment after being criticised for dismissing the campaign's importance. Uh, asked about on Tuesday about calls to defund the police, Labour leader said that it would be nonsense in the UK or the Black Lives Matter movement or movement, if you like, is broader. So, you know, uh, can I say honestly, the yeah. defunding the police thing? I'm not sure what the black lives matter. I'm, I'm all with it, it's absolutely right. It's like yeah. COVID, isn't it? Curse COVID does COVID. We're trying to get vaccines, everybody vaccinated right now. COVID right now takes precedence over everything else. Yeah. While cancer is still important, people are dying from cancer, people yeah. are dying from AIDS, right? So, it's still important. Mm. We're dealing with COVID, so black lives matter. We've got a problem, it's an epidemic problem. The black people are getting mad. That's why Black Lives Matter is important. To why yeah. white lives matter? Of course, all lives fucking matter. But nonetheless, mm. the actual issue we have now is that people who are black are dying to support. 
I can't even say disproportionately disproportionately compared to anyone else in police custody in the United States. And they suffer, you know, here in the UK, disproportionately speaking, they get arrested more, stopped more. They get Mm -hmm. treated differently. There's institutional racism. There's bias against um, people of colour, as you know, Curtis. Um, And there's so much that that this is a moment because we need to point out Mm. that this is important. So the defund police is like educate the police crank out crack out crack people down who are who are racist and get them out of the institution stop mm. making it an old boys club maybe get more definitely get more people of color involved from different different ethnicities involved but also get more women involved mm. do you know what i mean so the old boy club stops but you know and we've got we've got people that know more about this than i do yeah they should be held to the highest standards possible you know so yeah. I, that I'm, I'm a bit of a I worry about the defund thing because I don't don't know what. Okay, let me explain defund the police force to yes, you, please. right? Yes. As I understand it, it doesn't mean getting rid of the police force. It means putting less money into the police. Okay, one thing I've seen over the past thirty years happen with the police force: the police force has become more. Not, I don't think the word's insidious, but they've been called upon to do more stuff that maybe social workers used to do, that youth workers used to do with less that, people. Yeah. And what defunding the police means is that instead of doing that, you put the money into those services that need it. Yeah, but so the thing social is, what, workers. What, and this is what I mean. This is why I'm confused. This is why I'm confused. What you've just said there confuses me because I know the police are already un, uh, undermanned. Mm. You know, they haven't got enough. They haven't got enough people, officers, to to do the job that they were supposed to do in the first start in the first place without the extra stuff. Yeah. Right. So they don't need defunding. What they need to be is trained correctly in their field. Yeah, and they still they... need money. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They still need the money that they've got. Mm. And then we need to put proper social care, you know, what, what the council should be running. Hence why the, this is why the conservative, the conservative government has done so well of cutbacks, 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 cutbacks. So all the things that the, the councils used to do, you know, which were council funded, like um, care workers, um, uh, counselors, uh, mm, yeah, workers, etc., etc., etc. That all needs to be reinstated. That's why the defund the police thing worried me because the police shouldn't be doing the jobs they're doing, but they can't have any more resources taken away because they haven't got any resources yeah, anyway. But, but yeah, but that's because they're being asked to do jobs that they shouldn't be asked to do. If they weren't asked to do those jobs they shouldn't be doing, then it wouldn't necessarily be an issue. And also, if you look, it depends how you approach crime. Okay. Mm. If you approach the idea of crime, like the police are meant to be, the police aren't there to be preventative of crime. They're not, it's not possible for the police to do that. Okay. They can't be everywhere at all times. That's right. Um, they're meant to deal with crimes when they happen. And sometimes they can be there to prevent it. So football matches, all the rest of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a theory and it, you know, it, it depends what books you've read, but there is a theory mm-hmm. that if you put more money into other services, you will do more to stop crime. Um, and and that sort of makes sense to me. It, it's one of those things that we, we bypass, especially when dealing with crime. What are the type of crimes we're dealing with at the moment? So drug crime. If you legalise weed, boom, that dis- half of that disappears well, overnight. Well, um, here's a lovely sex crime. Point. If we educate people more about, this, about how to approach... Um, if we educated mental, men, uh, men more about their mental health and about how to treat women, you'd reduce crimes against women. 
if you have more social workers helping parents who are having difficulties bringing up their kids, you again, you get rid of the need to, you know, have literal kids being brought up in, into crime. Um, if you fund more money into um, child poverty, you, you again, you, you take... Again, Curse, I'm, I'm with you, but I don't understand how cutting the resources that police are already stretched, not just because of the stuff they're doing. They can't... Do no, 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 but you're, 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 approaching, years you're, you're approaching in a sense that it's talking about getting rid of more funding that the police currently have. No, it's about redirecting the funding. That they no, no, but what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is the funding they get currently mm. is still not enough for the job they should have been doing. Yeah, but that, that's a separate issue. That's, that's not about if police funding as a whole, that's a separate issue. That's right. a case of that's down to the government. So actually, today, right? when you say defund, you actually mean invest in more services. Making sure the money's going to the right places. Yeah, I, and I don't think it right. currently is. And and that's that's what I get also from speaking to police officers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, um like like I said, we know quite a few people who work in a police force. And the one thing one police officer I know he's having to do a lot of youth work. Yep. And he shouldn't be doing the youth work. Youth workers should be doing the youth work, not police officers. That's um, right. And, and that's more the issue. And it's more so in the States, obviously, because the police officer, uh, the police force in the United States is set up distinctly differently, but also it, it was born out of slave catching, um, which I don't think the UK police was. It was, it was. it was much more of literal an enforcement of law type of thing. But I think defunding the police, again, it's not a huge story over here. And I, I don't understand, again, how the message on that I has think been I think so harshly lost in in the in the need to destroy Black Lives Matter as a movement in well, the UK. It, it is an interesting stat for you, Kurtz. Yeah. Um, if you're a first time offender and you've committed a crime, yeah. and you are sent to prison, yeah, you are then seventy more seventy times or seventy percent more likely to commit another crime and go back into prison mm. when you come out than someone who is given um, what's it called a uh, community community hours when they have to do you know work in the community so so prison a whole institution about well unfortunately we've got period patel doesn't really understand things so um we've got someone that that if you look at the stats prisons generally create career criminals Mm. so something's fundamentally wrong in the system with the use of prison and on a basic level because i used to think yeah prison's brilliant you should be denied your basic rights if you commit a crime you should be denied your basic rights you know mm. you should be given, like you know like basic food you know so but you shouldn't be able to have a free life well it seems that that theory just makes mm. people a bit crazy you know and they make great connections in prison with other criminals mm. So they find oh, it's out because people in the UK again have a very traditional view of it's, what crime it's and not punishment is. Yeah, yes, exactly. Oh, no, right. but I think it's more so in the UK. If you if you if you look at the UK compared to Europe, um, and the United States, especially, well, we the have United these States. massive. We have these massive prison populations. You, we see that they don't work, but we still insist in investing in them. And it's not until I think Biden was elected that he went. No more private contracts for prisons, in and the that's the problem. It's a business in the states, yeah. isn't it? It's a business, and it's happening in the UK again. There's an obsession with punishment for things mm. that don't necessarily need to be so harshly punished, 
but also just seem to satisfy a small crowd. Like the amount of people keep going, we need to bring back corporal punishment, um, capital punishment. I'm like, do do we? I, no, we really? Uh, is that something we really, really need? And the same generation that keeps going, we're too soft on prisoners and we, we don't do this. Same generation that brought us bloody Jimmy Savile. I, I'm, I'm like, how how are these voices getting heard more than the people that tell you that prison doesn't work? You know, that again, police officers have been asked to do too much based on results. And really, what we need to do is start reevaluating how we approach law and order in this country. Because if we don't, it's not going to get any better. Mm. You know, we're still going to have this situation where this carries on and on and on. But that look, that's just my point of view. It'll be nice to hear from you guys yeah. um, what your opinion on it is. When we do shows, it's quite interesting because they tend to diverge and go in different directions. Yeah. Um, and half the stuff we weren't going to talk about, we didn't. But what we did talk about, we spoke about passionately. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. um, we're going to maybe have a special edition of Disorderly Conduct uh, which is a much more chilled out uh, show on Wednesday at 8pm so feel free to join us there this podcast will be up online um, very shortly and you can re-listen to it anytime you want if you have any questions for me or TC please do drop them we always like to hear from you um, and uh, keep listening guys we really really do appreciate it and we'll be back for more. We might start doing slightly longer shows, I don't know, but we'll see how it goes um, as we move into the future of the Global Frequency. But ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for joining us. Thank and you. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back with for more uh, next week. My name's CJ Rock. And my name's CC. <laughs> you all have a nice night. This was a Global Frequency. Good night. <laughs>